Sometimes Jesus was a little bit like ninja about what he was doing. A lot of times he would say, don't tell people that I healed you or it's not my time yet. But sometimes he was right on the nose. He would tell the people what was happening and I, they couldn't really understand it because again, their understanding was a human king and some people understood it as like an uprising. They expected a military uprising. Of course, they didn't know how it would play out. Just like we don't know how it's going to play out. We don't know what it's going to look like when Jesus comes back. We have a, a sketch, but there's so much speculation and people think they know, but Jesus himself said, you don't know. So there's something that we can relate to, like what is going to happen when this king returns. there and thanks for joining us today on study with friends for the past several series we've been studying the covenantal themes of land descendants and special relationship this final series is covering the latter prophets we hope this series has encouraged you as we've traced God's grand plan through most of the Old Testament if you've missed any part of the series or would like to get the homework to follow along you can find them at our website studywithfriends.org you can also stream us on your favorite apps like iTunes, Spotify, or Stitcher. And now you can watch the ladies study together on YouTube. Now, let's continue in God's Word. Okay, I'm coming back to you now, Rachel. You were going to look at Hosea. Can you tell me what verse? Okay, um, it's chapter 11, verses 8 and 9. Okay. And it says, Oh, how can I give you up, Israel? How can I... Sorry, I just lost it. Oh, how can I give you up, Israel? How can I let you go? How can I destroy you like Adma or demolish you like Zebo Zeboam? I don't know how to say that. My heart is torn within me and my compassion overflows. No, I will not unleash my fierce anger. I will not completely destroy Israel, for I am God and not a mere mortal. I am the Holy One living among you, and I will not come to destroy. Okay, so tell me what you saw there. Um, I really liked, I feel like it brought a lot about like the special relationship. Um out because it like talks about how like Israel is like rebelling against him and like God like his heart is torn but like his compassion is there because he has that special relationship with them and like even though they like sin and rebel all the time like he's going to keep his promise because he's a good God mm -hmm. and um yeah I just think it's so nice for us to see this um theme especially in the Old Testament because it kind of shows just how much he did keep his promises mm -hmm. And also, like, how, like, blessed we are because we have that, a God who, like, is good and he's going to keep his promises even though we will screw it up. Are mm -hmm. just as bad as Israel constantly, all the time constantly. and stuff like that. Yep. And, yeah. If you look in your homework, Hosea is um, pr uh, prophesying to Israel before the exile. And so what he's, what he's foreshadowing is what? That he's going to send them into yeah. Exile. So when we t when we say give you up and hand you over, that has a practical application. It's their ejection from the land. So even though it doesn't say the word land, and that's why it's kind of a fun Easter egg hunt. <laughs> you know what I mean? Where you're like, wait, I don't see the word land descendants or relationship LD LDR <laughs> in this passage. So I don't think. It's in there, but it is in there. So um, that's why we did a little bit of work in the homework showing you who he was talking, who this prophet was talking to and when he lived, which is why I also love this chart. So I'm going to look at um, Hosea and he was um, uh, Adma and Zeboim. 
uh, were two cities in the vicinity of Sodom and Gomorrah that suffered the same fate as Sodom and Gomorrah. Oh, good. Thank you, Gianna and Google. (laughs) (laughs) They're mentioned the land. They're mentioned as Canaanite border cities in Genesis 10, verse 19. Oh, that's good. He's saying he's not going to destroy their land mm -hmm, like he destroyed. Very good. Very good. Okay, and so uh, Hosea was well before the exile. I'm looking at my chart here. Um, because I'm not really great with remembering exactly when they all all lived. So if I th- when when I read that, he's like you just said, he's lamenting. This is coming. I'm going to have to allow you to be captured and oppressed because that is the consequence. But I won't let you be destroyed. Yep. Which, by the way, implies what? I won't let you be destroyed. Like his descendants. Descendants. Yes. 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 And I had one out of three shot. No, you did great. You did great. Yeah. Yeah. So so do you see it more clearly? Mm -hmm. Okay. Good. Let's keep doing that work. Um, Rachel, you also said you wanted to look at Micah. Micah 2, 12 to 13. It says, Someday, O Israel, I will gather you. I will gather the remnant who are left. I will bring you together again like sheep in a pen like a flock in its pasture. Yes, your land again will be filled with noisy crowds. Your leader will break out and lead you out of exile, out through the city, out through the gates of the enemy cities, back to your own land. Your king will lead you. The Lord himself will guide you. Um, I just think there's a lot to unpack in this, mm-hmm. in these verses. Like I do see all three themes. Um, First do that. Tell me the yeah. three themes. And then I agree with you. There's more to it here. Yeah. Um, when it says like, I will gather you and like, bring you out um bring you together again i think that kind of talks about like land how he's going to bring them together into land agree um i think like the leader will break you out and lead you out of exile that's pointing to jesus which is kind of like the descendants um, yes yes there good and also just like um the special relationship like he is promising to them like um because he has a relationship with them and he loves them and he wants them to come together again and um, how he's going to like guide them. And that's mm-hmm. kind of like points to the relationship. Yeah. Very good work. Um, yeah. So the three, there's our LDR. <laughs> and then what else did you think we should unpack here? Um, I was kind of not like a question, but just kind of like pointing to what he's talking about. Cause I do see how he's talking about like, um the king the king will lead you the lord will guide guide you out he's talking about like um when jesus is going to save them but i think that i was a little confused about how and this might be confusing but like the israelites like they saw this as he's going to bring us out he's going to um bring us together in the future physically Mm -hmm. um in a certain way and they're seeing him as like he's going to do that but then we see this as oh it's jesus bringing mm-hmm. them out and what like what exactly was he talking about is he talking about like when we have like the new heaven and the new earth well it's interesting it's interesting um let me see if you guys can get there on your own so in the homework um one of the things that i said was um micah was preach was prophesying preach he's really preaching to judah and israel so by design what does that mean or earlier in the homework i just want to lead you there instead of telling you the answer earlier in the homework do you see this page where it has like when they all lived it says context and um it, it what i tried to do and i hopefully um our awesome editorial designer Elisa will do a better job of this um 
in, with an image than I did in text. But basically what I wanted you to see was when each of them lived. And also, again, like I said, that's really helpful to look at in this chart. So if you look at what, before we go back to what Micah's actual words mean, a good way to figure out what they mean is when he was talking and to whom he was talking and about what, which is why we're doing this covenant business. So if Micah was talking to Judah and Israel uh, between 738 and 698, which we feel pretty confident about that dating, then that means he was well before the exile. Right? You tracking with me, guys? He was well before the exile. So if you read again, It says, I will surely assemble all of you, O Jacob. I will gather the remnant of Israel. I will set them together like sheep in a fold, like a flock in its pasture, a noisy multitude of of men. He's talking about gathering them back together, right? And you asked me, like, what's he talking about there? This is a straight up prophecy, Rachel, because what he's talking to, he's giving the nation text and prophecy to lean on once they've been exiled. God knows it's about to happen. It's going to happen. This is actually prophesied way before it happened, but it's given to the nation as a reassurance of, I will bring you back. I will bring you back. And so even, most of the prophets were, were a partnership of this message. Trouble is coming, but God will restore you. Your consequences are at hand for your crazy behavior, but God is always going to be faithful to you. He's not going to forget his promises. He's going to bring you back. And so, so it's, it's an already not yet, you know, that, that expression we use as Christians, Rachel is it's, it's hasn't happened yet in the actual timeline of Israel. So this is prophecy at that time looking forward, but we are able to see it backwards. So he's telling Israel, here's what's going to happen, but don't worry. Judgment is never the final word with any of these prophets. There's always a message of hope. And so what we take then in the bigger, I love that you said the word meta narrative. That's so great. I wish I'd been saying that all along. In the bigger biblical narrative, we see also it has application to where we are right now and to where we're going. So it has application to Israel back then Mm -hmm. that they will be brought back in um, from judgment. And that's a message of hope. It has application to us right now because we are brought back in to a relationship with him through Christ and what he did accomplished on the cross. That's a message of hope. And it gives us a forward look as to how God is going to just solve this world and all the brokenness, he's going to bring it all back together. And that's a message of hope. Mm-hmm. So the question that you asked, the answer is yes. And mm-hmm. right. It's all of it. Yeah. That's kind of what I was saying is like, what exactly was he referencing here? And like you're saying it's, and you know, that's kind of what I was saying before, which is they only saw a piece of what he was referencing if they saw it at all, because it was before the exile. Mm-hmm. So they were probably like, what? That was my question. How long before? Because I mean, there was a period before the exile of really, really bad kings and someone with their eyes open could see, hey, this king really is bad. And the, and if if our prophet is saying, don't worry, even when things get horrible, God will always be with you. That's what God told me to tell you. When things absolutely hit the fan, don't worry about it. If I'm in 
Israel and I'm seeing a terrible king and a prophet who's telling me to hold on to God during the tornado, I'm like, about to get real like, yeah it's about well to happen. so there's a like, couple things i think we have to recognize and this this is some of what we said in the series previous first as the king goes so the people go mm-hmm. so it's entirely possible that the the word of the prophet was a lone voice in the mm-hmm. culture at that time at the very least it was a lonely voice a very lonely voice by the time these prophets especially uh the latter prophets the the my well all of them by the time they were doing their work, the both both the northern and the southern kingdom were in a bit of a mess. Um, again, I want to reference that the prophets that you see in the latter prophets and the things that they're talking about are partnering with the narrative from first and second kings. So when you see he did evil in the sight of the Lord, he did not tear down the high places. That's the king that that um, is a. Um, partner to the prophets that we read. What I wish kind of is we would read the Kings and then we would hear the prophet that matches with that mm-hmm. in the same book, but we don't, it's not, it's not how it's laid out for us. So we have to do that work a little bit to I'm say, sure oh, there are who was it? Well, here again, like this is where you do that. But it's a very a, easy a, visual. A, I don't know. A chronological Bible. I'm not sure. That. Not really because you still have to break it up by, by the books. Just trust me. Okay. <laughs> um, I'll ch- I have, I have looking at this chart is really, really helpful for that because you can see on the timeline who the prophet was and who the king was and where even the dates of where they were on the timeline. But I tried to do a little bit of that in the homework, but I do recommend getting this. Um, it's called the Bible Timeline Chart by Rose Publishing. And the website is Hendrickson. Oh my gosh, my glasses. Hendricksonrose.com. I'll probably can I'll probably attach it to the web page because I don't again, we're we're not plugging, we're not product placement people. <laughs> we don't get any money for this. But um but these are resources that I find really helpful, genuinely helpful, and so I just would want people to have them if they if they would also find them helpful. But I'm a visual person and also helps me if you can like line it up for me in a in a way that makes sense visually. Like I'm an infographic person, you know? Like show me, don't tell me. Okay. So is that no wait. (laughs) So this passage is discussing unification of nations under God. And no No, no, not really. It's talking about the reunification of Israel. Yeah, so could, at the time, again, Israelite me, is maybe hearing that and thinking that that's the reunification of Israel and Judah? Um, I think you're overthinking it because I I think that the way that prophecy was received Mm -hmm. is different than... I, I think what you're trying to do is kind of get into the mind of the listener at the time. Yeah. But what I think you have to recognize is that um, the prophets would bring a word that often the people didn't understand, but they knew that the prophet's word was the word of God. And so they would store it up and understand that it might be unpacked later. Okay. I think the, the overarching ne- message of most of, if not all of the prophets is return to God, return to God, return to God. And so what what Micah is telling them in this 
passage is there's a message of hope because he's he's you have to like I always say don't just know the address know the neighborhood you have to understand the, what M- Micah was talking about in yeah. his whole book and what Micah was talking about is consequences are coming consequences are coming y- you're you're he's prophesying the exile mm-hmm. he's telling them repent turn back this is bad things are going to happen if you don't but this tiny piece that we pulled out is a message of hope even back when Moses was prophesying mm-hmm. to the nation he knew the kings were going to come and he would say when a king co-, he mm-hmm. said when a king comes you know and he also said if you were rebellious while you were with me how much more rebellious are you going to be when I'm gone and so these these are sort of lessons for the people but they're also prophetic word by God to let the people know you'll see soon enough how this is going to play out and remember what I'm saying to you now. Right. But I'm just given the context and given his audience at the time, Mm -hmm. is there significance in the fact that Israel, that God's chosen people were divided at the time? Oh, for sure. You mean the, the northern and southern the kingdom. northern and mm-hmm. southern kingdoms? Because yeah, that's that great. seems that's like a parallel. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, me. I didn't understand that. No, what no, you no. Were that's just about. I meant. I meant like if it was, if this was said when it was one nation, it wouldn't have stuck out. But it was they were two nations, mm-hmm. and one of them got overthrown, and one of them didn't. Right? Yeah. So they were all they were both overthrown. That's They're, the okay, exile. So they were that's both the overthrown. exile. Yeah. And then when they come back, are they one nation again, or are they two? When they come back to the promised land, yes. when they're out of the exile, they're yes. one nation. So see, in a way, that is sort of what I was saying earlier of like, it, it's not just speaking directly to, it's not, I'm not, okay, so I read it and I think, oh, well, given what's happening right now, that he's probably talking about Israel oh, reuniting becoming, the nation becoming one mm-hmm. and in a way he is but i'm just like wondering what that effect would be on the people of israel at the time mm. that's all that's all i was well to I, can, was I, the, I think we can speculate although we don't love to speculate about bible stuff mm-hmm. i think we can speculate the reason that the nation was divided is similar to what we experience now which is both sides thought they were right mm-hmm. and so I'm sure that some people thought, like both of them thought they were the righteous kingdom, the right oh. kingdom, the rightful kingdom. See, I sort of always thought of it as an East Germany, West Germany type thing, or East Berlin, West Berlin. Like, this is just sort of what's happening, and neither side thinks that they're better than the others. Like, the citizens are, like, chill with each other, but it's just, like, bigger things are happening. Is that not... Well, was there, like, strife between the I citizens of each? I I don't want to get into that because okay. I don't, I'm not an expert in it. Okay. Not because I'm trying to veil it from you. I'm just not well, an expert I'll in just it. Research you it should totally research it myself. and then maybe write a blog for us about it. But, okay. um, but I think what we can take away from it is some simple understanding, which is the nation was divided uh, and your insights are good that they might have received this as a, a future telling of how God's going to bring us back into one nation of Israel. And it did. What the, yeah. And he did what, what they might, what they probably didn't know at the time was they would go through these 70 years of exile right. first as a consequence for how okay. bad it got. Okay. That's helpful. Thanks for that insight. Okay. Kate, um, you said you wanted to take a look at Habakkuk. Mm-hmm. I'm ready. Okay. Would you tell me the verses, please? <laughs> okay. Habakkuk two, uh, three and four to ver- chapter two, verses three and four. Yes. Okay. Okay. 
Um, for the vision is yet for an appointed time, but at the end it will speak and it will not lie. Though it tarries, wait for it, because it will surely come, it will not tarry. Behold the proud, his soul is not upright in him, but the just shall live by his faith. So for that one, I had trouble seeing um, land and descendants, but I did like especially see like the special relationship with God because he's saying that he's sending a vision. Um, I was also questioning what the vision was because I feel like we know what it is, like, you know, since we're looking at this, you know, from the future. Mm-hmm. Okay, so how do we always unpack scripture when we don't understand it? The first thing we do is cast a wider net. Mm-hmm. So if you don't understand verse three, the first thing I would tell you is check out verse two. Mm-hmm. So what do you see there? Okay, verse 2 says, let me stick these over it. Uh, then the Lord answered me and said, write the vision and make it plain on tablets that he may run who reads it. Mm-hmm. And what does that mean then for the vision? Like what vision is he talking about? Okay, go back one more verse. Um. Okay. I will stand my watch and set myself on the rampart and watch to see what he will say to me and what I will answer when I am corrected. Okay, so Habakkuk chapter 1 mm-hmm. is Habakkuk's complaint. And he's basically saying, because I'm going to give you, like, we could keep doing this all day. I could go, go back further, go back further, but let me just give you the cliff notes. Habakkuk is frustrated with God saying, what is happening and why? What a blessing as we make our way through this final series, tracing God's covenantal themes of land descendants and special relationship through the latter prophets. We're so glad that you've been on this journey with us as we trace these themes through the Old Testament, and we hope that you've been blessed and seen your faith grow all the more. We hope that this will encourage you as you read the Bible to better understand the Old Testament and to love God more. We are a weekly Bible study like you will find in your local church. If you aren't involved in a study, we encourage you to find one. Make sure that they're teaching from the Bible in every situation. In Matthew 10, Jesus sent out his disciples to preach the word, saying, Freely you have received, freely give. We take that command seriously here at Study with Friends, so we have created many resources for you to use, all at our website, studywithfriends.org. There you will find other studies, blog posts, and daily encouragement to help you in your walk with Christ. Just like those disciples who relied on the generosity of a host, we are also 100% donor supported. So if you are particularly blessed by one of the resources we work hard to provide, please consider a donation of any amount. A monthly partnership is especially helpful and no amount is too small. If you are happy to give it, we would be grateful and blessed to receive it. You can donate one time or become a monthly partner on our website, studywithfriends.org forward slash donate. We also love to hear from you via email at info at studywithfriends.org. You can also connect with us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And be sure to check us out on YouTube. And remember, you can always stream us on the go on your favorite streaming apps like iTunes, Spotify, or Stitcher. Thanks again for joining us. We'll see you next time when we study with friends.